0: Hi, and welcome to the February 13th episode of the Enjoying the Bible podcast. I'm Matt Ellis, and I'm the pastor of the First Baptist Church in Polk City, Florida, and my desire is to help you grow in your understanding and enjoyment of God's Word so that you can apply it in the power of the Holy Spirit. Today's reading is just one chapter. That's it. It's just one chapter. Leviticus chapter 14. I'm telling you that a lot of people have good intentions about reading through the scripture, but usually when they get to the back half of Exodus, and almost certainly when they're in Leviticus, they abandon ship. I just want to encourage you to keep going, because even though we're going to look at Leviticus 14 today, and it may seem as if, what's the purpose? Why am I even reading this? What relevance is it? Friend, I'm telling you. It points to Jesus. It points to Jesus. So we're going to see that in just a little bit. I hope you're ready. Let's get started. Okay, so let's look at Leviticus chapter 14. Now, verses 1 through 32 have to do with uh, declaring someone clean who has been healed of a skin disease and verses 33 through the end of the chapter uh, verse 57 has to do with the the rituals of cleansing contaminated objects whether it's furniture or house walls in a house or or whatever but I want to focus on the front part of this in fact I want to reread to you verses 1 through 9 Let me read it to you. Leviticus 14 verse 1 says this, The Lord spoke to Moses, This is the law concerning the person afflicted with a skin disease on the day of his cleansing. Okay, So if you have a King James, skin disease is translated leper or leprosy. Um, and honestly, that would be a more literal translation. That's that's a good translation. So, because of the Hebrew word that's used, but so why is the my translation, and why do other translations call it skin disease if the Hebrew word is leprosy? Simply this: it's because that uh, the word leprosy in the Bible is sometimes used for leprosy as we know it, as it is defined in today's medical understanding. But the word leprosy could also be used for various other skin diseases that were not technically leprosy. And so even though the Hebrew word is the word leper or leprosy, that word, that Hebrew word is used for a lot of different kind of skin diseases that are not technically leprosy. So that's why my translation says a skin disease. But it's talking about the healing. If uh, Verse uh, 1, he is to be brought to the priest who will go outside the camp and examine him. So the priest is the one who would check him out. If the skin disease has disappeared from the afflicted person, the priest will order that two live clean birds, cedar wood, scarlet, yarn, and hyssop, be brought for the one who is to be cleansed. So the priest has noticed that he no longer has this disease, this skin disease, whatever it is, whether it is leprosy or just another sort of skin disease, if he has been cleansed, then the priest has a ritual that he has to go through to ceremonially cleanse him so that he's able to get reintegrated back into society. Verse 5. Then the priest will order that one of the birds be slaughtered over uh, fresh water in a clay pot. He is to take the live bird together with the cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop and dip them all into the blood of the bird that was slaughtered over the fresh water. He will then sprinkle the blood seven times on the one who is to be cleansed from the skin disease. He is to pronounce him clean and release the live bird over the open countryside." The one who is to be cleansed must wash his clothes, shave off all his hair, and bathe with water. He is clean. Afterward, he may enter the camp, but he must remain outside his tent for seven days. He is to shave off all his hair again on the seventh day. His head, his beard, his eyebrows, and the rest of his hair. He is to wash his clothes and bathe himself with water. He is clean. Okay, so... This would have been a passage of Scripture that the priest would have known. Almost certainly, you know, they, they've got time, some, almost certainly they had some time on their hands, and so they valued God's Word so much, I would assume that they wouldn't just use it as a reference book. Okay, you know, flip to page so-and-so, it tells you how to cleanse, ceremony cleanse somebody that's been cleansed of a skin disease. I think that they would have probably known this by heart. They would have known how this happened. I also suspect that over time, they would have been able to determine what gets healed and what doesn't get healed. What skin diseases look like that typically get cleansed, you know, where, where it it goes into remission and the person is fine. And the other sort of skin diseases that don't get healed, that don't go into remission, that those persons who get this, they never get well. Now, I suspect that they would have over time been able to pass that information down to the priest, you know, just keep passing it down. The one thing that we do not see in the Old Testament is someone who legitimately had what we call technically leprosy we do not see someone who technically had leprosy that was ever healed in the Old Testament that was a Jew. Now, we have Naaman, who was uh, someone who was a Gentile who was healed of leprosy. He was told to go out and dip seven times in the, in the Jordan, and uh, then he would be healed. But he was not a Jew. Therefore, he did, therefore Leviticus 14 did not apply to him. So in the Old Testament we don't, like I said, we don't see someone who was a Jew who was healed from leprosy, who calls up um, Leviticus 14 and goes to the priest and is declared clean from his what we call leprosy. It just didn't happen. So what was it? What was this pointing to? Is is there something deeper in this? Is there something deeper than just Uh, People who have been quarantining being graciously allowed back into society by being inspected by the priests and having a period of time and then a ritual that they went through to bring them back into society. Was there something deeper? I do believe that there was. Because... A leper, a Jewish leper, never. We at least we don't have an account in the Old Testament. A Jewish leper never went to the priest, and and the priest would call up Leviticus fourteen and go through the ritual of pronouncing him clean, until Jesus walked the earth. Jesus was healing lepers. The Bible. Calls it leprosy, and we are led to believe that this, that what Jesus was healing, maybe he was healing some leprosies, some skin diseases, but there were others that were clearly leprosy, were led to believe that this was clearly leprosy. Uh, as we understand it, where the, the nerve endings on the ends of the fingers and the toes begin to die, and so then, you know, you can't feel, and so you're capable of having your hand burnt or having it sliced or any number of things, and then bacteria is building up, and you're not dealing with it because you can't even feel it. And so that's why the extremities, the nose, everything else would just begin to rot and fall off. Um we don't see people being healed of that until Jesus showed up and Jesus was healing people left and right. But I want you to look at Luke chapter 17, verses 11 through 14, and hear of one particular instance where Jesus essentially said, I want you to go to the priest, I want them to call up Luke 14, and I want them to apply it. Listen to Luke 17, verses 11 through 14. While traveling to Jerusalem, he, Jesus, passed between Samaria and Galilee, so it was up in the northern region of Israel. And as he entered a village, ten men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance. why they stand at a distance? Because Leviticus 13 called them to separate, to quarantine, to stay away from people. And in fact, if you got too close, they were to cry out, unclean, unclean. So they were they were quarantining. They stood at a distance, verse 13, and raised their voices saying, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. They're pleading with Jesus. They know that he's done miracles. They've heard of Jesus, the miracle worker. And so they're asking him to just do whatever he can to help them out. Verse 14, when he saw them, he told them, listen to what he says, go and show yourselves to the priests. And while they were going, they were Cleansed. Why did he tell them to go to the priests? Well, they would only go to the Jewish priests if they were Jews, so these were Jews. But we are told that they were told to go to the priest, and then as they went in faith, they were cleansed. I believe that this is where Jesus was sending someone who he had legitimately cleansed of leprosy who was going to the temple and having the priest recall Leviticus 14 and then being healed from it. Jesus was not only doing this because he cared about these 10 guys. By the way, only one came back, and uh, we're told that he was a Samaritan. Um, but Jesus had them go to the uh, temple to be inspected by the priest so that it would also be a testimony to the priest because they just didn't see people getting cleansed of leprosy. People just didn't heal. Get get uh, This didn't go into remission and people weren't declared clean after they got this until Jesus showed up. I think Leviticus 14 was clearly written with Jesus in mind. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come to you and we thank you for your word. And we thank you that even as we look at the the physical ailment, the skin disease of leprosy and how you healed people of that leprosy, Lord, we thank you that if we are completely honest with ourselves, and even if we were to be able to see our hearts the way you see it, That when we were lost and dead in sin, it's as if we had spiritual leprosy. We were without hope in this world. And yet you stepped in and graciously saved us. You gave us the faith to trust in you. You gave us the ability to rest in you and to enjoy your forgiveness and cleansing. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that as we look at Leviticus passages like Leviticus 14 and see how people could be cleansed and declared clean of something so vile as leprosy, we thank you that you have forgiven us and declared us clean and righteous from something so vile as sin. Thank you, Jesus, for saving us. Thank you for cleansing us. And it's in your name that I pray this prayer. Amen. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our time together today as we have looked at just one passage of Scripture in the Old Testament. Tomorrow we're going to have just two chapters. Once again, it's going to be in the book of Leviticus. But I hope that you're seeing that as we look at the Old Testament, many of these chapters that maybe seemed boring and irrelevant there's actually a lot to them and there's some really special reasons why they're included in scripture so i once again i just want to encourage you stay on this journey with me let's make it to the end let's go all the way to the end of the year and let's celebrate having read through god's word together Uh, And once again, uh, you don't have to listen to this podcast every single day. You're free. Of course, you can make any choice you want. But I'm just telling you that, uh, you know, if, if you get behind or if you just feel like you can't get to it one day, that's no problem. Just skip on to the next one. Skip on to the next one and I'll catch up with you whenever you show up. I'm sure looking forward to spending time with you tomorrow if you're able. And so we will talk to you then. Bye bye.